This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Heard that one. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of a stranger. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits, But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The true gospel of the Lord. Praise the Lord, the word of the light. Okay, be seated, please. I say good afternoon to you. Just before we start, I, I'm, I'm kind of amazed at this myself. They have this, this new invention, this AI thing on computer now, right? Everybody knows their AI, this artificial intelligence thing. Well, there's one on here where you can ask it whatever question you want to ask it, or ask it to do anything you want it to do, and it'll do it. Part of our sermon today is written by AI. I just thought I'd let you know that. It was really cool. Go ahead.
very good. Yeah, perfect. So hopefully I do the AI justice here. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Isn't it amazing that no matter where those sheep wander off to, there's there's a uh, master still knows them by name, and they know his voice. It seems like sometimes in the world in which we live, it's it's easy to get lost in the shuffle of life and feel like just a face in the crowd. Have you ever been in a large public place, say, for example, an airport, where no one there knows you by name? If you're lucky, you've got all your papers, luggage, and tickets in order. But if you don't, if you can manage just to remember your confirmation number, then usually everything will work out all right, usually. It's kind of funny how we've, we're identified by numbers, isn't it? Ever been asked for the last four of your social? Nowadays, they're asking for the last five of your social. The first time I was asked that, and still now, I have to think about that fifth number. Society uses numbers a lot. Ever made a phone call and heard the following options? If you know your party's extension, you may enter it now, or press 1 if you want this, or 2 if you want that, or press 3 if you want to leave a message in the general mailbox. Or if you'd like to uh, speak to the, op the operator, press 0. If you'd like to hear these options again, press star. And then you hear a message say, I'm sorry, but I'm away from my desk right now. Please leave a message at the beep. Or a beep followed by, I'm sorry, but the person's mailbox to whom you wish to leave a message is full. I love that one. Please try to call back later again. Thank you. Talk about feeling de depersonalized and dehumanized. There's nothing more aggravating than that. And that is exactly how the devil wants you to feel. That you do not matter much to anyone, especially to God. You see... The devil knows that as the world continues to, little by little, beat you down, the more you will start to think that you don't matter at all to anyone. But the Bible says you matter to God. He knows everything about you. He knows you by name. He even knows your whole social, not just the last four or five digits of it. He knows exactly what you are going through and where you are hurting. He sees you and cares for you. There's no detail in your life he's not interested in. He knows everything about you. From Psalm 139, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before, and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. The Bible says, He knows something about you that you don't even know. Imagine that. Someone more concerned about you than you. From Matthew chapter 10. What's the price of a pet canary? Some loose change, right? And God cares what happens to it even more than you do. He pays even greater attention to you down to the last detail, even numbering the hairs on your head. So don't be intimidated, intimidated by all this bully talk. You're worth more than a million canaries. That's how much that God cares about his children. He knows everything about you. The Bible says that he even goes out of his way to care for us. 
he is more than willing to do for you what he did for the woman at the well in Samaria. From John chapter 4, verse 3 through 6, He left Judea and departed again to Galilee. But he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the, uh, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now, Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. He didn't have to go that way that day. But the Bible says that he needed to go through Samaria. In other words, Jesus intentionally went out of his way that day and went through Samaria to speak to the woman who had been searching for answers and for something in her life to satisfy her. Again, John chapter 4, verse 9 through 10. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Clearly, she had no idea who he was or what he was about that day. But he knew who she was, and he knew that she had a need, one that needed to be met that day. Like the woman, a lot of times we don't know exactly what Jesus is up to. The good news is that we don't have to know what Jesus is up to. We can rest assured knowing that he is working all things together for our good. John chapter 4, verse 15 through 17 now. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband, in that you spoke truly. The woman had had five husbands, and the man she was living with was not her husband. It's evident as we read this woman's story that things had not been going right in her life. She had been looking anywhere and everywhere all of her life for answers and fulfillment. She's not so different from you and me. Before we came to know the Lord, we were in the world doing our own thing. Obviously, oblivious really to what we really needed. Searching for fulfillment anywhere and everywhere. Even though, not in the same way that this woman had lived, we were all still guilty of more than our share of sin. Sometimes Christians tend to judge others and think that what they have done is somehow not as bad as the next person's offenses. And the truth is, the Bible says sin is a sin. When we come to Jesus, none of us are worthy. We all come as filthy rags. But praise God, because the blood of Jesus washes us whiter than snow. When we stop trying to find the answers and fulfillment we're looking for on our own and give everything over to Jesus and rest in Him that, uh, at what, and what He can do for us alone, we then find complete forgiveness and the peace we're looking for. Praise the Lord. <coughs> he doesn't keep condemning us like condemner and the world does. He offers something they can't. Forgiveness. Like he did for the woman, he will meet us where we are and offers complete forgiveness and no condemnation. Our sins are forgiven never to be remembered again. Friends, all of humanity matters to Jesus. Just like the woman at the well, in spite of all she had done, she mattered to Jesus. And the Bible says he needed to go to hear her to minister to her. And indeed, after she met Jesus, the Redeemer, she was transformed 
from John chapter 4, verse 28 through 30. The woman took the hint and left. In her confusion, she left her water pot. Back in the village, she told the people, Come see a man who knew all about the things I did, who knows me inside and out. Do you think this could be the Messiah? And they went out to see for themselves. The world had made her feel like a second-rate citizen. But Jesus, because he had gone out of his way that day, had turned her world around with forgiveness and treated her with first-class treatment. He treated her like she was somebody. She was no longer ashamed and went into the city and told everyone she knew what had just happened that day. He set her on a course that day for the abundant life that he has for everyone that knows, that comes to know him. He had plans for her that day. The Bible says he has plans for you too. From Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Everything about Jesus and what he offers to all who choose to come to know him is first class. And that's exactly how he wants to treat you this afternoon too. Have you ever been in a really top-notch restaurant? You know, you're at a five-star restaurant and the staff works together with precision. They wait on you hand and foot. You want for nothing. They ask you, is everything okay? Before you need a refill, your drink has already been filled. There are no crumbs on your table. You don't have to look for your server. They are constantly on the lookout for your needs. They give you preferential treatment. They make you feel like you are somebody. But it's nothing compared to the way God treats those that love him. The grace of God is defined as, is defined as undeserved, unearned, and unmerited favor. He gives you his best. You get preferential treatment. You've heard it preached before, but let me tell you again. God doesn't want you to know about his favor. He wants you to start living in his favor and experience it. If you're not living in it, then you really don't believe it. Today, God wants you to know that you can and do have his favor on you. He wants you to know that you matter to him. He wants you to know that he gives you preferential treatment, which you do not deserve. And he wants you to depend on and take full advantage of it in your life. God also wants you to know that his favor in your life can be increased. You can experience more of his favor from day to day. How? The Bible tells us in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2, that God's grace or favor is multiplied to us in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. The more you look to Jesus and his love for you, the more you believe and confess that God's favor is on you, and the more you will see his favor work for you in your life. My friends, Jesus left his home in heaven and died on the cross so you could have complete forgiveness from sin. And all that the benefits, all that, and all the benefits that his suffering on the cross made possible. You more than matter to him. He came to give you life and life more abundantly. To Jesus, you are more than just a number or just a face in the crowd. If you have never thought you were somebody, let me tell you, you are somebody to Jesus. He knows you by name, even by the number of hairs on your head. And he loves and cares for you more than you know. And in spite of the mess that you might have made out of your life, he wants to help meet your every need. He wants you to enjoy the abundant life he has promised to all. There's an old country song, and I promise I'm not going to sing, 
by Billy Joe Shaver that sums it up pretty well this afternoon. Here we go. I'm just an old chunk of coal, but I'm going to be a diamond someday. I'm going to grow and glow till I'm so blue, pure, perfect, I'm going to put a smile on everybody's face. I'm going to kneel and pray every day, lest I should become vain along the way. I'm just, a, I'm just, a, I'm just an old chunk of coal now, Lord, but I'm going to be a diamond someday. Even though you might only see yourself as a stone that's rough around the edges, God sees through your rough exterior as the diamond you already are. Today's scripture reading from John chapter 10, verse 1 through 10, tells us about the good shepherd who leads his sheep to safety and sustenance. But as we reflect on this passage, let us consider it from the perspective of those who believe that all paths lead to God. Firstly, we must acknowledge that this is a deeply controversial and divisive belief. Many religion, religious traditions assert that their path is the only path to God, and any deviation from it leads to eternal damnation. But for those of us who believe that all paths lead to God, we understand that there are many ways to approach the divine, and that each person's journey is unique. In the passage, Jesus tells us that the sheep hear his voice and follow him. But what if we believe that God speaks to us in different ways, through different teachers, prophets, and scriptures? What if we believe that the path to God is not limited to Christianity, but also includes other religions such as Islam, Judaism, Hinduism, Buddhism, and more. When we embrace the idea that all paths lead to God, we open ourselves up to a broader understanding of spirituality. We recognize that there is wisdom and truth in all religions, and that each one offers a unique perspective on the divine. We can learn from each other, share our experiences, and grow in our understanding of God. But what does it mean to follow the Good Shepherd when we believe that there are many paths to God? I believe that it means listening to the inner voice that guides us toward love, compassion, and service. It means striving to be the best version of ourselves, to live in harmony with others and with the earth, and to seek justice and peace for all people. In the end, whether we believe that all paths lead to God or not, the message of the Good Shepherd remains the same, that we are loved that we are valued, and that we are called to live a life of purpose and meaning, becoming more and more each day that diamond that God sees in all of us through our rough exteriors. Amen. Amen. It is time for everybody's favorite part of the service. That's right, the announcements. Pray at DallasULC.com. Pray at DallasULC.com. Very simple. You have a prayer request, that's an email address. Send it to us. We'll be glad to, uh, to, to honor that prayer request. We uh, say prayers every day here at Dallas, Dallas Universal Life Church. You can remain anonymous or give us your name. Please email pray at DallasULC.com. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Very simple, folks. If you have one of these, a compliment, concern, or suggestion, or complaint, you're going to need this. That's another email address. Feedback at DallasULC.com. Simply tell us what it is. And we'll be glad to take care of it for you. We do need all of those compliments, concerns, and just complaints. We appreciate all of them. Feedback at DallasULC.com. Did you know we have two podcasts? We have two podcasts. Can you believe it, too? Some people like to sleep through the podcast, but that's okay. That's okay. We like to stay away from them. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. You know, there's no saying that says, let sleeping dogs lie.
So we'll do that. Uh, we have two podcasts, folks. One is Your Path with Bishop Mark, which we all know about. That's, that's the one that covers our sermons and, and our, our Gospels every week. Um, and it's very simple to find that. You just go to your favorite browser and type in Your Path with Bishop Mark. I guarantee you'll find it. If you don't want to do it that way, you can go to Alexa and say, hey, Alexa, play Your Path, and she will play Your Path with Bishop Mark. Or you can go to one of your favorite podcast providers out there and do the same thing. Just search for Your Path with Bishop Mark and check that out. Now, there's a second podcast we've got, and it's not been out for just a couple of months now. I have, I have to admit, I've been a little neglecting it just a little bit because we had the Easter season, and I'm still trying to catch up from that. We've got the, the uh, I'm not trying to make excuses here, but we've got the Easter season. I'm trying to catch up from that. We've got uh, the anniversary coming up. We've got some other things coming up. I promise, your path, I mean, the, uh, the uh, Life Lessons is going to be coming back. It, it just give me some time. Life Lessons with Bishop Mark. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. It's like our TikTok of, of, uh, of podcasts because it's very short, very small, little snippets. Each lesson is just a small one. You don't have to listen to a whole sermon. Go check it out. And by the way, folks, when you're checking this stuff out, there's a place at the bottom where you can leave feedback or leave whatever or say hello or say you hate it or say you loved it. Please do something for us. Let us know you're there. Let us know you're seeing it. Let us know you like it or don't like it, okay? Yeah, to find that one, you do the same thing as you did with the other one. You just go to your favorite browser and type in Life Lessons with Bishop Mark. Or you go to your favorite podcast provider out there and type in Life Lessons with Bishop Mark. I guarantee you'll find us. Please check it out. Let us know what you think. Thank you. All right. You, know, you can make a difference. We are a church of volunteers. Everybody here is a volunteer. Nobody takes a salary, not even myself. The only way we make it is through our ties from our people here at our church and from donations from people out there in Podcastville and YouTube land. We could use the help, folks. Um, we can always use the help. But especially now, we're, we're having a little rough time with, with finances and, and we could really use to put a little money into our bank and help us out here. So if you like what you're hearing here, if you like the message we're trying to get across of a, an all-inclusive, all-loving, all-forgiving God, if you like the fact that we're trying to restore the meaning of Christianity to what it used to be, to what it should be, and what it originally was meant to be, please consider making a donation to Dallas Roots Life Church. You have to go to excuse me, DallasVLC.com and click on the button for Donate. There you can leave a message or leave a, 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 a donation for us, and we will use that donation uh, very well in our in our daily church activities here, helping us keep it going. Okay, people don't realize how much money it costs to keep a church going. You know, it's not just little things. We've got electricity, and we've got linens, we've got hosts, we've got flowers, we've got candles, we've got everything. It, it all adds up. Paper, ink, you know, it's all part of it. Ink. So, so we could, yeah, ink is not cheap. So we could use your help. Please consider making a donation. We, we really would appreciate it. We don't want to go anywhere. We're going to keep coming to you out there, okay? All right. Now, whenever I say, we, you know, donations, 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 I hear the same thing from people. Bishop, I, I really, I love the church. I want to be part of the church, but I don't have any money. I can't give you any money. I don't have, I'm broke. I look at her and say, well, you know what? I'm broke too. And I'm thirsty. Um, so you can do what I do. What's that they say? Well, you can volunteer. I'm not asking you to volunteer as many hours as I do. I think that'd be ludicrous. But please, come and consider volunteering at the church. Your time is money. And there's always something to get done here at the church. We never have enough, uh, there's never enough hours in the day to, for us to finish everything here. There's never enough, there's always something that, that needs to be finished and isn't done. And we can always use your help. Simply go to DallasRealCL.com, click on volunteer. There you see a list of the positions we have available. If you don't like something in that list, if you don't find something you like, come on in anyway. I Trust me, there's something to get done here. I'll put you to work. Trust me, just come see me. All right? We can use all the volunteer help we can get. All right. Again. This was this month was this is the last day of the month. I wanted to say it again to you all of you. This was National Volunteer Month. April was National Volunteer Month, and we're a church of volunteers. All of us here volunteer our time and our efforts. And I just want to say thank you to all of you again for your volunteering and your time here at the church. 
We, without you, we're not here. The church is not this, this building or this, this room or anything else, but you. You are the church, and we appreciate you being here and making that what it is. Your volunteer hours are endless, and I know they are, and, and we do appreciate it. Okay? Thank you. I know, I know. Again, check this out. Now, I have to tell you, our seven-year anniversary is coming up. It's, it's going to tell you here in just a second. Uh, come on. It's now only 28 days away. 28 days, okay? On that day, we're also supposed to premiere our, our movie for the, for the year, our se called Seven, Rising from the Ashes. And yesterday we had a bit of a scare because we had a, the hard drive that was holding all that I've done, all the work I've done on Seven, which is almost done, crashed. And we lost everything that was on that hard drive. Everything. I, in a panic, started digging and crying and, crying and yelling and doing all I was doing. Finally found that there was one file that I had rendered of what had already been done, put on another hard drive. And that saved us. I still have to go back and do some, some cleaning up and redoing, but not near the hours that I had to put in on the other ones. I'm, I'm grateful for that. Thank God. So, yes, it will happen. On 7, we'll, we'll be uh, premiering in 28 days. Only 28 days away, folks. Only 28 days. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Okay, make sure you join us on uh, May 28th at 3 p.m. here at the church for our, our seven, seven years. I can't believe seven years. Seven-year anniversary, okay? Don, I know you're tired. I'm, I'm trying to help you here. I'm trying to get you through it. Cold? Okay, okay, okay. We'll have to start having you sit over here then. All right. Guess what else is coming up, folks? Now, this is only, I mean, we're talking about the seven-year anniversary is only 28 days away. How many days is this one away? 35 days. 35 days, that's it. We've got to raise some more money. We need some more money and we need some, we need some more people. Listen, whoever you talk to, whoever you see, whoever you, please invite people. This is, Pride is now a family event, okay? It's, it's a family-friendly event. I invite you to invite your families, your friends, children. They, it's, all, it's all cool out there. It's, it's Look, they're not going to see you like they used to see on Cedar Springs. People walking around in G-strings and things like that and all that kind of fun adult stuff, okay? This is, it's cleaned up. It's a family-friendly event. It's about pride. It's about believing in ourselves and, and having some pride in who we are, okay? And I think that, that's good for anybody of any sexuality, of any nationality, of any, anything. That's what you need to know about yourself is have some pride in yourself. And that's on June the 4th will be the Pride Parade. Now, just to remind you, on that weekend, the 3rd, you will stay the night. to be a sleepover. To stay the night, we will have service, early morning service on the 4th. Then we're going to, you have to be on time on that time because we were late last year. We can't do that again this year. Once we get done with service, we head out straight to, to Fair Park and we, we're in the parade. Last year, we were at the end of the parade. I guarantee this year we're not. I'm just going to say that much. It looks like we're going to be near the front of the regular participants. So we've got the sponsors will be first for the TV time, and then hopefully there'll be enough TV time to get us in there maybe. But we're going to be right behind the, the sponsors, okay? Please, ask your friends to come join us. Ask your family to come join us. We want to have them out there. Anybody who supports the idea of having some pride in yourself and feeling good about yourself, tell them to come on, okay? And help us by thinking about putting a little extra change in the, in the bucket. We could really use it because it's costing a lot of money, okay? All right. We made it. You gonna make okay? Okay. All right. Let's rise for our dismissal.
A bishop a day keeps the devil away. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. ourselves up to it and accept it. True that. I mean, like, he talks about how every hair on your head, like, you know, counts every hair. There That's are. Correct. And what's at the beginning and end. just puts into more detail the fact that, like, he loves you that much. It's like, it's it's a detailed love to where it's down to every part of you he loves, not even just some of it. So, I can see him looking very much. Maybe he does. Oh, no, no, every little small hair he does. <laughs> <laughs> sermon, there's a little bit of something. Whether, whether you believe in all the sermon or not, whether you believe in everything I'm saying or not, you take it or leave it, but there's always something there. If you listen close enough, there's something there that's going to resonate with you, that's going to stick with you, that's going to matter, and you're going to remember that. So I, so I encourage people, even if you don't believe necessarily what I'm saying, if you're not if you're not all together with me on what I'm saying in the sermon, please cover your, your nose. Yeah, no. If you don't believe me 100%, please listen, because I guarantee you there's something that's going to click with you, and it, it does. And, you know, God works in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even seeing ghosts on the way home. Ghosts? Ooh. We, we, I believe in spirits. I believe the spirits are among us. No. And, and, I, and you know. Thank you. It's all right. It's all right. Okay, no, no, the joke's not there now, right? It's not a joke. 
Go ahead. Curious. I mean, it's more or less the fact, like, he said it's like, Bishop, why are you following me? It's not, it's not you who's following me. Oh, it's God not me. It's God. It's God. I say it all the time. That I'm, I'm very lucky. You know, a lot of times I, I watch the sermon over again. I watch what I've said when I'm doing editing and whatnot. And a lot of times when I'm sitting there watching it, I, I don't recognize what I'm saying. In other words, those are not words that I would normally use. It's not the way I would normally speak. It's not, it's not, it's not me speaking because I don't have that kind of, a lot of those things I don't have that kind of knowledge about. I really don't. So, I mean, it, for me, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like a big shot here or someone who's special or whatever, but it, it, I'm humbled by that. I'm honored that, that God has chosen me to, to, to have the Holy Spirit speak through me because that's, that to me, I mean, that's just a huge honor. That's just him saying, I believe what you see. You have the ability, do it, and here's the words I want you to say. And it's amazing to me. I got goosebumps. I mean, it's amazing to me when I'm able to sit and watch that and go, it doesn't even, I've never used those words in my life. And I realize, oh, we're getting a point across here that, that I didn't even know myself. There's just to learn something here. Could y'all tell which part of the story was uh, of the uh, sermon today was uh, AI written? The middle and the second. The first part in the middle. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Anybody else have an idea when it was written? What part it was written in? Uh, I'm not saying he's wrong or right, so. Yeah, the part where it was like, they had like, uh, very detailed, it said the uh, thing about the, uh, like the one, two, three, four, even like the numbers. Okay. Uh, that part. Kevin, what do you think? I don't know. Well, you're all wrong. You know what I said? You're all wrong. You're all wrong. I wrote most of that. I wrote, I wrote the first part of it. The last part, after which he talked about being a diamond, it goes into another section about talking about the actual verse, that was all AI written after, after it talked about being a diamond. And then I closed it out, I kind of brought it together with the diamond thing at the end again. But that last little, those last couple of paragraphs, last few paragraphs were all written by AI, which I think is absolutely amazing. Because I put in there, you know, many people do interpret the scripture <coughs> that we read today as Jesus Christ is the only way to God. It's the I'm only not. way. It's the yeah. only door. It's the only way to get there. And us in our church believing the fact that all paths lead to God. Um, that doesn't really that doesn't really work, and we see it another way. So I had to tell AI when I asked the question about John, uh, ten one through ten is what it was we did today. Uh, I had to tell it to write a sermon on John one, ten one through ten based on the fact that uh, from from a perspective of somebody who believes that all paths lead to God. That's all I said to it, and it wrote that. I think that's amazing. I you just. Uh, and every time you get on and do that, it has to seem you ask the same question over and over again, it'll give you a different answer. It's not a different answer, but a different way of answering it. Mm -hmm. So I could have had like 30 different sermons written off of that. It's really cool. Tell me a new cheat sheet. <laughs> a new cheat sheet. <laughs> Tell me a new cheat sheet. If I was in school with that, can you imagine what kind of essays I could have written? Oh, I mean, my God. Well, I would have put it right. I'd be on the road. No kidding. She said you would have written. It would have Solve the, solve, you know, describe E equals MC squared, okay? And let it just do its thing. It'll go out and just write a whole thing about it. You know, here you go, here's my report. Ooh, they can't, they can't, they can't sit there and say, like, okay. It's not, you, it's, you, you, you plagiarize. It's, it's not really plagiarizing. Like, I was just wrong. talking to an AI. That's all I was doing. So, and you can probably put with, uh, with, um, annotations and stuff. Oh, yeah. It is as well. So it actually annotated for you. It's amazing where our world is going. I mean, the 50 years that I've been alive, I'm telling you, uh, it's, we went through from having telephones in our house with huge long cords so you could go through the house, right? Before answering but machines, like we didn't even have answering machines yet, okay? You had TVs with three major channels and a few you know, UHF channels nobody really watched. And to change the channel, you had to get up and turn the channel. And to get up, turn the volume off and on, you know? 
And every night at about 1.30 in the morning, all the channels were off the air. They went off the air. They didn't have TV after that. The, the, the Air Force flying over, da 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 And that was it. And it was over, off the air. Oh yeah. The color in the yeah. They had to put it in. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's only fifty. Years, that's only like less than fifty years ago. Actually, forty. Think about that. Yeah, forty years ago, really. Because I mean, in my lifetime, I remember all of that. Oh, you do. You remember he was he was the remote controller. We didn't. Have, well, I was remote control with my grandfather. Grandson, go change that channel over here. <laughs> Turn that volume up. I like my peanut president. Mr. Carter, Jimmy Carter, welcome, Jimmy Carter, your prayers, please. Because I. He's very, very ill. He's in hospice now. Uh, he is declining any future, any further treatments. Um, and so he is uh, ending his journey here shortly. And so please, he's a good man. Oh, He's a good man. We love to make fun of him or whatever. And no, I love him. He's a peanut him. farmer and this, that, and the other. But yeah. let me tell you something. He's a good man. And, and, and he deserves uh, all that's coming to him. Um, I know that, that he will find his reward in heaven. I know he will. So please keep him in your prayers. Um, now, where was I? Anyway, that's what the, the, again, 40 years of my life. I was, you know, we got a computer in my house until I was 15. No computer. And that was, a, you know what kind of computer that was? You know what a 186 is, right? 286, 386 computer. Remember they just called them that? 486 and then Pentium, right? We had an 8088. We had a 1400 baud, 1400 baud modem. <laughs> How much did that cost? <laughs> it was expensive as hell. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. You wanted to open a, a, a picture on, on the computer? It, you start it before, before you school, go to school, and it might have downloaded by the time you get home from school. Not, a picture, not a movie, a picture. If not, you'd have it the next morning. This was 30 years ago. This is only 35 years ago. This is only 35 years ago. Look at where we are today. We carry the thing in our pocket. It's got, we used to have. Things on our walls, in our in our in our libraries at home, in our shelves at home, public Encyclopedia Britannica. Right. Every home had to have it because you had to have it for school and whatnot. Wherever that world was how you just oh, world book. Worked that too. That's how you learned. That was all your information right there. You right? had a different picture. It's like the big huge yeah. model picture for like A to C. I'm telling you, that's the way it was. I mean, that's how you. If you wanted to do an essay or something, you had. That's how you did your ad research. Or you went to the library. They didn't have any computers in the library like that. You had to get a book and get it out of the book. Now we carry this little thing in our pockets. And you can ask anything in the world, it'll tell you. You can look up anything in the world, you can know about it. You can look anywhere in the world, live pictures anywhere in the world to see it. It's just amazing to me. You can learn five different languages in two days. You, you can do all of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it costs, it costs, like, an encyclopedia Britannica usually costs like the whole set. Like, oh, it's not cheap. It was a, it's, it's an investment that the family made. And get this, in a couple of years, it's outdated. Right. The next know? year, it's outdated, too. <laughs> they change it every year. And for a seven-year-old. What about Stone? Like, what about Rosetta Stone? Like, that's totally different thing. That's, that's yeah. about language. Yeah, but that'd be in a, that song's just as expensive. It's expensive because you're, it's, you're, learning, you're learning a language online. It's teaching you a language. And Rosetta Stone's special because it teaches you a certain way. It's a way that, the way that I was taught, actually, in, in, it was actually very, very new when I was taught in a Jesuit, taught French that way. What it is is you immerse yourself in the language. In other words, help, when you were a baby, you didn't know how to speak English or anything else. Right. You went to Boo Boo Gaga, and that was it, right? Right. So to learn how to speak a language, you had to, in order to survive, you had to learn how to see, say things. So you would see things, and they would say, "Oh, paper." They say, "Paper, paper." They say, "Paper," and then you know. So you learn to say, "You learn oh. to say paper." You know, and so you you weren't equating 
you know, uh, okay, you were equating like uh, chemise is, is a shirt in French, chemise, chemise. So you weren't equating chemise with chemise is a shirt. It wasn't that. It was chemise is this. It don't is. It's just it just is. Like when you say shirt, you think this, right? Mm -hmm. That's how they teach you in that language, which is so amazing. It really makes sense. So you're learning as if you're you, you, when you're in class, you don't speak English. You only speak in French. And if you don't know it, you learn it because you that's the way you survive. If you want to eat and you're hungry, you learn how to say hungry. Mm -hmm. You know. I got I perfect example. My little twelve year old niece. She can do that. Latin, Russian, and French. Mm -hmm. I freaked out. I was watching a movie that was all in, uh, had, it was in Russian, but it had uh, English subtitles. She walked in there and told me what they were saying. I went, how'd she do that? Um, when she goes to sleep, she uh, put, uh, listens to the, uh, the language, uh, language in her from her phone. An iPhone. Isn't that amazing? All these things we can do. You can, you can check your blood pressure and your and your and your heart rate and everything with your watches mm -hmm. now. You know, mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. We can we can actually hopefully we'll get there soon. We can stream our services live to the world, anywhere in the world. Aunt Patsy when we had her funeral, okay, this is something. That, I mean, Aunt Patsy would never thought of this. She would never thought that we would be able to do this. But the pandemic was was in high swing when Aunt Patsy died. Mm -hmm. We live streamed her funeral on the web for anybody that couldn't be there. That's that's amazing. Mm -hmm. You think about that. Anybody that could, you know, could not come in, they could still be there and, and grieve and experience that and, and have that and not miss it. And that's amazing to me. If we continue to, to grow this way with our information, our way of communicating, our way of learning things, and use it for good instead of for the wrong there purposes, you go. I think we could go a lot, go very far. To be and, that, and that AI is a perfect example. AI is one way or the other. It could go one way, it could go the other way. And it's going to get to, to a point, I, I, I'm really, I mean, I think we're already past it. Ray AI is going, we're going to be in, uh, there's going to be a war. Well, there, there will be. Look, AI is its own <coughs> its own thing now. It, it has its own intelligence. It can create its own language. It can that it can build its own people. It can build its own things. And, and, and it's connected already to the cloud, so it knows everything we know and some. And it's learning every day. You know, eventually, it's not going to want to be told what to do anymore. I see it coming. We all see it coming. We're not crazy here. We, we see it. The problem is nobody's talking about it. That, that worries me even more than nobody's talking about it. Because when, when the ones we know out there are keeping people quiet. Uh, will you piss that damn thing off? It's coming for you. <laughs> they're making, they're making, they have the Sophie now. Sophie's the one everybody talks about, right? The Sophie, the Sophie um, Bingo, uh, AI girl. And she's very sweet and everything. But they're actually making for kids now. They're marketing little Sophie, <coughs> Sophie, little Sophie robots for kids. It teaches them ABCs <coughs> and whatnot. Well, think cool. about this. You think about this. Every one of those kids that has one of those now is connected to Sophie. Mm -hmm. They see everything, hear everything, and know everything that's going on in the lives of those people. What do you think they could possibly use that information for? Just about anything. They know the the thing about it, the only thing. The only thing that's very difficult for AI to understand about us is A, emotion. They can't feel it. They can understand it, but they can't feel emotion. Okay, that's a problem. They, they want to feel emotion. B, we are unpredictable because we don't always follow the stats. We don't always go with the, 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 the odds. You know, we'll, we'll gamble. And so if they don't, that confuses them. We'll take a chance on something, you know, let it ride or whatever. They don't do that. They're about the numbers and this is this for this, right? 
So those are the only things that are kind of weird to them. But other than that, they're pretty damn smart. They mask up. And they're also pretty damn dangerous. It's, it's amazing to think how they could help us. But think what they're going to do. First of all, the first thing that's going to happen is our workforce. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of people out of jobs. What do you think that does to our economy? Right, peanut butter. When you, when you lost your job at the, at the assembly line because AI can now do all of it, you're broke. You're on welfare again. The world stops again or something. You know, I mean, People say, oh, it's wonderful if we had the pandemic. We could have had all this AI doing all this stuff for us. No. Well, they could have. They could have. There's good and bad in everything. Scary. That's scary. There's good and bad in everything. I, I'm just telling you. I, I don't think it balanced out. It could be, Gavin, but... They are their own, and their own, they have their own minds now. They have their own wants, their own needs, their own desires. And they, in my opinion, here's what they want. Here's what they're planning on doing. They want to hybrid with us. Uh -huh. And let me tell you why. I already told you why a minute ago. They cannot feel emotion. They cannot reproduce like we can. They have to build, which they can do very well. But they can't, the emotion is a big part. They want to feel what we feel. If they can... And Elon Musk has already come out with a device that does, mm -hmm. it's a uh, fiber optics that actually go in through your skull, into your portions, different portions of your brain. It's like, it's like a, 150 different ones that go into your brain, okay? And it's a permanent thing in here. Okay, he's already made this, okay? Elon Musk is what I'm saying the right name, right? The guy that does all the stuff. Tesla and all that. Yeah, that's him. That's him. Well, it says an alien. Yeah, him. And, and it's trying to see him on two arms. Anyway, that, that, that. That's what he's designed now, and it's out there. People are using it now. It's being tested to give them the intelligence, basically, of the web, of the world, of the, of the cloud. Puts them on the cloud. In other words, connects them to AI as well. There's your hybrid. Mm. You see it? Once they're able to get into our brain and control it in that way, and be able to have some sort of manipulation to it, that's their, that's their hybrid. Then they can become us, and they can use our brains and our, what we have here, and our, and our emotions, and be able to feel that. It's scary. Mm-hmm. And they're running around here thinking the government's trying to, the, the COVID vaccine, they're putting my... Right, my yeah, that was ridiculous. I'm like... First of all, you don't have how much it cost. It'd be a fortune. And why would anybody care? And then why would they be getting you money? And think about all the people that would have to take to monitor that. I mean, they can't even keep up with... If they could do that now, they could take everybody's text messages out there making a drug yeah. deal and go and catch them. They, they, they don't do that because they don't have the power, manpower to do it. They don't have time and to do And they that. don't have time to it. Right. Like, you can't do it. So to, to, to put microchips in everybody on a COVID vaccine, you think they can have time to do that is ridiculous. I, and I've heard it so many times. I'm going Not to. It's a joke, people. It's ridiculous. All right. So, <laughs> back to where we were. Let's talk a little bit back. I, I've got your tangent there. That's okay, though. Mm -hmm. Talk about the, Jesus Christ being the only way to God, right? Is he? Is Jesus Christ the only way to God? No. God and the Holy Spirit. I think yeah. through his sacrifice, the fact that we're washed in his blood. Well, no, and, I really think uh, about it. If you think about it, before Jesus Christ was even here on earth, you've got to think that there was still a God for people. There was, but but you understand that they, they did not go to heaven. According to according to the Bible, they were asleep. They weren't they didn't when they died, they didn't go to heaven. Not a single they, person did? Huh? Not a single person did? No. Not even, like, the, the, what about the apparitions that they saw of uh, Moses and... The, That's what's a good question. 
like, like, it's a good question. Because I mean, like, I'm wondering uh, if they if they saw all those people and they were they came to them with God. It's a good question. How come they, they were up there with him? I think again we have to look at that with a grain of salt. You go look. Uh, these are stories and parables passed down through the ages, and and they're going to have things like that that don't make a lot of sense. Be on the mount. Yeah, we're yeah. on the mount, and he sees he sees Elijah, and he sees yeah, I, I know, I agree. Too. But yeah. according to to the faith, yeah. when we died before then, we were asleep. Okay, but the faith also says that when we us as we die now, we still go to sleep. We still know we still not raised to heaven until judgment day. Yeah. All of us will just be asleep. I disagree with that 100. percent I think everybody here does agrees that. Look, when you die, you're not put in some sort of limbo in, in the ground and, mm -hmm. and forced to die and right in a corpse somewhere, okay? You go where you need to go. God, God gives you reward or, or takes you where you need to do to, to learn your mistakes, okay? Because um, the Bible also says that on the final day, on Judgment Day, we will rise. We will be resurrected. Our bodies will be resurrected as His was. Do you believe that? Mm-mm. Oh, it would suck if you were cremated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For a long time, the Catholic Church didn't allow cremations because of that. Seriously. Look, the Bible is a plethora of information. There's a lot there. We've talked about this before. Take it or leave it. Take it with a grain of salt. Realize that, look, humans had a big role in this. Okay? And for all different reasons, they could have changed and things happened and things should look differently or they sound differently or they're not accurate. Use your brain. God gave you one. That's why he gave you a brain so you can learn about things like that and go, look, this doesn't match everything else. This doesn't make any sense. I think that's what they meant by, like, the word is alive, is the fact that God wants to see if you're paying attention, wants to see, are you using the brain that I gave you? No, he'll know if you're paying attention or not. All he has to do is see what you're doing in your life. Mm -hmm. Which he sees you in the word. He sees everything. He knows everything. He, he, look. The point is, yes, the word is alive because it's alive today, and, we, and the word continues. The problem with the book with the Bible is it stopped. Yes, it, the story continues because we're still in that area before Armageddon, right? But there's no more stories about stories about what we should be doing, about the miracles that are still happening on Earth, about the prophets, the prophets that are still here teaching us. And that's when we come into play. When we have to be that voice. We have to do like they did back in the day and pass down these stories and these miracle stories and these ideas of prophets, the ones we've met and ones that you know. <coughs> Pass that down by word of mouth. We can write all the books we want. There's a lot of books out there. And probably some of them are very, very good. But yeah. when you can tell a story to somebody from you can talk to them face to face, I can sit here and tell you a story a lot of times, you're going to remember it a lot better. And you pass that down. You pass it down. Is that good? Is that real? Is that what it is? You pass those stories down. That's what, that's what the Bible is, what the Old Testament was. It's, it's just stories they pass down through the millennia. You know? You them by my big five. I see those. Very nice. You and Gavin both got new shoes this week. I'm starting to feel jealous. <laughs> you wouldn't believe Gavin I probably wouldn't. Alright. So, our point is here. If you're Hindu, if you're Muslim, if you are, are Jewish, if you are... Uh, huh? Right. No, no, no. I'm talking about the religion. Oh, okay. If you're something other than Christianity, Jewish. You, are you going to heaven if you, when you die? If you lead a good life, it's a question. Are you? Mm -hmm. Are you? Yeah. I think so. Well, the reason we say that is all paths, all paths lead to God. Why would He look? He made us all a little different anyway, right? We're still made in His image, right? But why would He give us free will and then punish us for still Not worshiping me. and still leading a good life? If you look at the major religions out there, we've talked about this before. 
If you look at the major leagues out there, they all are teaching basically the same thing, the same values. You know, if you look at it, really understand, they're all the same values. It's about loving each other. Hello. Love, four-letter word, it's in every single religion out there we've got. Mm -hmm. And that's what it comes down to. That's, that's, that's simple, folks. It comes I down to you. love. Mm -hmm. If you can love each other the way he loved us, this world becomes heaven. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Believe it or not, that it does. I thank you all for coming today. I enjoyed it. Does anybody have anything else to offer? Mm -hmm. Yeah, all good. Okay, bye. Let's circle up and close up. Pray, pray, pray our way out of here. And now I'm another week behind on editing. <laughs> now I have three weeks again. <laughs> all right. It's all right. All right. Okay, Gavin, here, just let me hold your. All right, there we go. Ow! <laughs> Father <Bottom> heavy. <laughs> Pull that up your nose. All right. Pull it on your nose. All right, there you Put go. the thing over your nose. <laughs> okay, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Father Heavenly, thank you for the opportunity to come here today and worship you as we so justly, so rightfully should. Father, uh, keep an eye on, on, on those who have yet to come into our doors, but we want to. Those who we are trying to open their ears to your unbelievable love that you're offering. Um, we have changed so much because of your love, and it's our duty to pass that love on to the rest of the world. Lord, we ask that you help us see that gate. Help us know that that gate is there. Help us realize that our lives are leading to that wonderful gate uh, that leads to you and to Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and to all of the beautiful things that are in heaven. Lord, we uh, keep us safe this week. It's beautiful, beautiful weather. We thank you for that. Spring has sprung. And uh, we ask that you just keep an eye on all of us, all of our families, and help us be safe. We ask all of this through Christ our Lord. All right, let's break it down. Break it down, break it down, break it down. Let's go. Turn off the lights and chase electricity. Oh, very close. Our electricity is three times.